Joe. This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Fiona. From How across the valley. How are you? <laughs> I'm waving to you. <laughs> I'm waving to you. <laughs> you had an idea of what we could talk about today. Well, there were, there's so many things as we're going through this um, isolation and separation from one another. Um and so, you know, I, I'm aware that some of my friends are, you know, all the, fa- the families together and the children are home and there's a lot of noise and a lot of stress and a lot of tension. So one of the things that I thought would be really uh, lovely to explore was how important it is to get some private space, some private yes private time, some what I like to call sacred space, and how that's really, really, really important so that we can be uh, joyful, happy, and able to do what we're being called to do. And when I say what we're being called to do, I don't mean just by our government, but I mean by humanity, you know. We're called to be in good spirit and helpful and kind and compassionate, and sometimes this is very hard under these circumstances. Um, And so I was thinking a lot about the families and the noise with kids, and they're used to an empty house during the day because the kids are away at school. So how important this is to set aside a time for sacred space, and this could be done like this. I mean, say you've got kids in the house, you've got your partner in the house, and you say, okay, let us decide when is sacred time. And let's all choose a place where we can sit for maybe an hour, sleep, sit, be quiet, choose a place. And so when everybody's chosen where they would like to go, one of you lights a candle to say, okay, sacred space starts now, and it ends when the candle is put out by a designated person. So you make it into a ceremony. And my my feeling and my thinking that way is that we then have an appreciation of how important it is that everybody has some space. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, it may be difficult for the kids, who are so used to having so much going on for the parents, too. I mean, um, we're used to pretty much being able to go anywhere, do anything according to what we can do economically and what we can do with our work. So it's very difficult. A lot of people are feeling really trapped um, and almost like like somebody's done it to them rather than that we're cooperating. I think if we look at it like we're cooperating for the planet, for the people, uh, for ourselves and our families, it's helpful too because we we want to make sure we don't look at it like it's some kind of we're victim. Yes, exactly. So you thank you because you've given me an idea to put with this sacred space is to to number of times through the day when things are getting out of control, call a council, make everybody sit in a circle. Okay. Yes. And I've always felt when I'm working with children, if I light a candle, I say, okay, now this council, 
this gathering time, uh, one of us speaks at a time. We don't interrupt each other. And in that way, and this, the lighting of the candle marks that as special, a little out of the ordinary. And you have, you, you all as a family choose the piece that you're going to pass around the circle. And it can be anything. It can be a toy. It could be um, the remote. It could be uh, a sacred, significant object. It could be anything. Um, and you could choose a different one every day if you like. But it's understood, and this is a wonderful thing to teach to the kids, and I worked with children for so long doing this, teaching them how to do this, and they love it. They really love it once they get the gist of it. So whoever, and this is in a circle, whoever picks it up and holds what we call the talking piece, says what it is, for example, the first round, the first go around the circle, what is it that is hard for you right now? And so you, as the facilitator, you who begins it, will say, well, this is what's really hard for me. And you don't make it up. You actually say what is hard for you. And then you pass the talking piece on. And by you saying what is hard for you and the next person saying what is hard for them doesn't mean any of you have to fix it. Just listen to what is hard for each of the people in the circle. So this, the... the talking piece goes around the circle, comes back to you, hold the piece, because that piece has a lot of energy in it now and a lot of feelings in it, and then give, the next time you pass the circle, say, this is what I would like for myself, this is what would help me, and you say what would help you, and then you pass the talking piece around, and it goes around the circle, so you all get an understanding of what is hard for you and what it is that you need. Then maybe the third time, I like going four times around in the circle, you, you begin to make a plan. Okay, so it's the whole family doing this together. And you can work through arguments that way. You can, you know, a, a lot of things come to the surface. So you'll know sort of what things you need to work with. And then maybe the fourth time around, uh, just say that you you know you're going to do your best to be aw- be aware of what everybody else needs as well as yourself. And then maybe later on in the day, if that didn't work, you come back into the circle as a family and you say, "What didn't work for you? How how could it work for you?" Would be the second circle going around. So you're keeping the dialogue going. You're out of anger. You're not reacting to each other out of anger, you come back to the circle. And then you ask who would like to light the candle, because we're going to start council now. This is a perfect thing for families to do at a time like this. I think that's absolutely terrific. And I think a family, of course, can be just two people. Uh, it's oh, Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I've facilitated marriages in this in this, doing this between two people. And when I say facilitated, the facilitator doesn't always speak in, in a two-session. Two but anyway, um, yes, it could be two people. But the mindful, the being the mindful is to hear what the other person says and then puts, hands the talking piece back or puts it in the middle of the circle and allows 
the other person to pick it up when they're ready to talk. And then they respond from what is in their heart. It isn't, they don't have to respond to what the other person says. This is not something that you do to accuse people. No. Um, you know, and it's just a, it's just a beautiful way of coming to the truth of a situation uh, or the number of truths, shall we say, that are in a situation and how to work things out. But, you know, if, if you're, there are people who are stuck together, what a beautiful thing to be able to, to do, to reach each other. Because what can happen otherwise is that we can get into, you did this, you did this, why don't you do this, I, I want you to do this, or, or, and it becomes this attacking as opposed to communicating about your own needs in this kind of way, which is really helpful. I know when I was in my 20s, I lived in a couple of community houses where there were a bunch of us kids staying in the same house. You'd rent a big house and you would share it and, and, uh, it, it, the, what worked was not exactly what you said, but very similar is that we found that if we had a meeting once a week and talked about everything together uh, without trying to blame, that we, could, that we could get around everything and the house would work. We would work out how it worked, how it was going to be cleaned, who was cleaning what. And um, then I lived in a house with some friends where we didn't do that. And it was really very difficult because people... People tend, we tend to blame when things are not going right for us. We tend to want somebody else to blame. And that makes it very difficult because then it, it just devolves into accusations and anger. And another thing that happens, uh, not only we, we need to blame somebody, is we make assumptions about something, um, about what is making us angry. It could be an assumption about something. And that's why yes. counsel is so good. You don't begin to assume anything. Neither do you begin to resolve anybody else's problem, but the answer to the problem comes from the circle, not from one person, but from the circle. And it might be something completely out of left field that becomes how this is going to work for that specific family. And it's not something that's written down on a piece of paper, but it's made up from all the personalities that are involved. And if you have two people involved, if it's a husband and wife or a wife and a wife and a husband and a husband or a boyfriend and a girlfriend, however the, the situation is, it's so good to remind each other of what you appreciate about them. That's great. You can actually start or finish a... Uh, Absolutely. Like that as well, which is yep. helpful because when we really, I find that uh, sometimes in um, my marriage in the morning when I wake up, I think of a few things that I appreciate about, appreciate about him before I get out of bed. It tends to set the day for me anyway. And uh, I think it's a good thing, especially when we start to feel annoyed. The other thing I want to mention is that when you're thinking that you know what the other person is thinking, you're almost always at, at least, but probably even more so, 50% wrong. Well, exactly. That's what I mean by assumptions. You're assuming mm -hmm. this or you're assuming that. Um, and there's so many ways of, you know, I have not in these last two weeks had such a great relationship with my husband as I have these last two weeks. Well, isn't that great? It, it, isn't that, I, I thought, you know, we would have killed each other by now. 
But no, you know, we do th- we do this work, you know, and we appreciate each other. And uh, you know, uh, we had a talk where I said, you you know, we're both unique people. We're not cut out of the same mold. Mm-hmm. So we need to be aware of that and appreciate each other for our differences as well as our similarities. And you may want to go to bed at a different time. than my, That's okay. You may want to cook something, and I want to cook something else. That's okay. Who's saying that it should be otherwise? We are given an amazing moment in time right now to work through a lot of things that we would not never in a in our past life this life uh been able to do because we've been too busy yeah so we we, yeah too rushed in things and that's what breaks relationships up too is lack of uh, communication and believing uh you know not the ability to that we have an idea of what the other person's thinking or why they did something and I think that when we start to just give you this, as, you, as you've just said, do this, we can really help to, to strengthen our relationships, all of our relationships with kids too. Because, again, most of us, as you said, haven't had the time, even with our kids, because we're so busy, to take the time to really talk with them and really sit with them and, and uh, maybe, you know, just making extra time for playing games with them or... Yeah or watching a funny movie, and, and it's important to keep the stuff that we watch funny or, um, so that it's not depressing because it's so easy in times like this to get depressed. Yes, this is true, and my husband has a different way of dealing with that than I do. And so, you know, I look at him now and I think, oh, you know, isn't it interesting that he would like to binge on Star Wars all day long? You know, isn't that interesting? Yeah, there are bits of Star Wars, but I don't need to be in the room of Star Wars. I Today, for example, is a huge portal in time, and I've been slipping in and out of this portal in the most amazing way uh, into mm-hmm. into and out of the dream time. And if, if our relationship was different, you know, he, I, he would make me sit down and watch this with him, and I mm-hmm. feel angry because I... I, I want to do something else. Well, uh, you know, I'm, today I'm in seventh heaven, slipping in, out, in and out of this amazing portal here. Wow. Well, I think the uh, it, it's hardest when people are in small spaces with the family. Yes. You know, so maybe they're in a studio with with the kids, or, or not likely, but or in one bedroom with the kids, or well, one even studio. if that, even if you have that. Uh, and you don't have a little balcony or you don't have an outdoor space. You have a bathroom, most likely, a kitchen area, a bedroom and a sitting room area, and you have uh, three or four kids. Pick an area and tidy it up like you want it to be or like the other person wants it. Once you've picked your area, pick it up and make it really mean something special to you. And the rest of us... Have no judgment about whether that's pretty or not, but you're creating a sacred space for you. You can rotate the areas too. I, yeah. I know. I, I had a friend who lived in a fairly small place um, with a bunch of friends, and 
uh, her safe place was in the bath with no water in it. She'd put blankets in there and a pillow, and she would go and read there while all of her friends were having a big party in the living room. I don't know what she did about the toilet, but she was happy in her bath with her pillows. And <laughs> it's I amazing. Know. This is when I was at boarding school. Uh, uh, there was, and there's, you know, just girls running around all over the place, in and out of each other's rooms. The only place I had there was a phone box in the hall. Mm. And I would get into the phone box, sit on the floor, shut the door with my feet against the door, and that would be my space, my alone time space. So Mm -hmm. the other thing you could do is uh, if you have a, a window, just somebody picks the window so that they could look out of the window during their time sitting there. So it could be rotated. But this is where, you know, humans are amazingly inventive and complicated, and there's Mm -hmm. no reason why we couldn't pull this creativity out of our minds. We could make anything. If we all had to live in the bathroom, we could do it. We could. And children, um, we could encourage children, if, if that's okay, if we live in a small space, for children to make their own forts. You know, like people Well, that's do what that. I was thinking just now when I said that let them make their sacred space what it looks like. It could be a fort. It could be a teepee with their sheets or blankets. Whatever it is that they love that they would like to go into, the kids, let them make their own. And you take I think your... that's... Great. Because the, um, we could actually, I actually know a, a young woman in her mid-30s who occasionally makes forts for she and her husband uh, in the living room, and they they put everything in them, and they have a, a great time. It sounds amazing for a 30-year-old, but they love it, yeah. and I think it's so wonderful. They've found their small space. They've created a separate space by making a fort. No, it's not a fort, by making a tent in the living room. Yeah, a sacred space. It doesn't have to look what anybody thinks of as what might look as sacred, but whatever is has meaning to you is sacred. Yes. Really, what I mean by that. And I think but yes, I love the teepee, the teepee or the tent idea inside the... I also think the thing that I know it's up on one of the billboards in Ojai, and it says... Um, Stay healthy and be kind. And I think that's a very important thing for us here. It's very easy to get flustered or angry or scared. If we just keep the words in our minds, let me just be kind Mm. and compassionate because people are going through it so much right now. And uh, they often, despite everybody knows somebody who's going through the virus or will know somebody who's going through the virus. And so I think that... um, we keep the idea, let's just be kind. It's an important and Let thing. me reiterate what we talked about yesterday, too, is, um, is if you know somebody who's alone during this time. I, I, I'm aware this after this second week how many people who are living alone are having a really hard time with that, trying to fight off depression. Um, and so if you know somebody living alone, could you call them and just have a little chat? It always brightens up somebody if they hear a human voice. It does. It really does. And it does, that's good things for us, too. You might want to make a list, um, pick out the people you think kind of need that the most. And I think I mentioned that um, my cousin in Australia pulled out a lawn chair and her neighbor pulled out a lawn chair 
and they sit in their own gardens and have a chat every afternoon. So, uh, you know, we're inventive and we're, we're an amazing, we're amazing as a humanity. So I think if we can just think, what could I do that to connect with somebody or to have a chat if I'm living on my own? Yeah. Or somebody else. Yep, and there oh, are games. There, there are uh, there are games that you could get, and a lot of them are free if you have um, a computer or a device, because I, you know, a phone or whatever, that you could play with other people, like chess and backgammon. You could play against somebody out there in the Ethernet. Yes, poker. There's a lot of different games you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I would say, just make sure that it's not for money. And that um, oh yes, please not for money. <laughs> <laughs> and that you don't completely isolate yourself from if you have a family from from the rest of the family, which yes. is pretty easy with some some things like World of Warcraft, I hear. So um, well, we've had some ideas here today of what we can do when we're at home with the family or with our partner in in our home and. Uh, just it's a it's it's a it's a trying time for most people right now, and we can kind of see that with everybody stockpiling the toilet paper, and I think that um, being kind and compassionate and taking the time that we need to reconnect to our oneness and wholeness, the completeness that we are, and reminding ourselves that when we get stressed, we can do you know some techniques that we've been talking about. Exactly. exactly. Well, this is just Hang in there. Right, sorry, Fiona. Hang in there, darling. I love you. This is F Tribe Radio, www.fTribeRadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.